Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. All right, all right, all right. It's Monday morning. Welcome in. I'm Matt Locke. So glad that you're here. Go over and find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Parlor, wherever the heck you want to find me, at Real Matt Locke, The Matt Locke Show, The Cartel Matt, all things The Matt Locke Show. Head over there to the social medias. Do it now. So glad you're here. Making radio great again. I'm going to get right after it this morning because on the hotline, I have the, we're going to have to discuss this because I met this gentleman at uh, Colonial Golf Course over Memorial Day weekend as Rocky Stucci and I were talking to veterans and made a new friend. So I want to get you right to the point of the interview. Zach Brown is the military program director for ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Zach, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Zach, Good, sir. How are you? There you are. Okay, I got to make sure you were there. So, Zach, first of all, thank you for being on the program this morning. But secondly, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who Who is Zach Brown? Not the singer, by the way. Uh, first off, I'm the man, not the band. But we always <laughs> got to get that right out of the way at, at the first. But um, so uh, basically, what it is is, uh, 2001, I joined the military, joined the army. Um, right before September 11th happened and then uh, got out of basic and out of training and then September 11th happened. So ever since then, we've kind of been in some kind of conflict across the United States or uh, across the world. And I've been part of that. And I got out in 2009, uh, went straight into law enforcement, didn't deal with my post-traumatic stress when I got home and uh, certain events happened and here I am. So I went to the VA about three years ago to get some help with my post-traumatic stress after going through a divorce and losing my mother and all, uh, you know, a lot happens and wanted to get some help. And, uh, I was there for eight minutes and the, uh, VA put me on 12 prescription meds and within six months I had a pistol in my mouth. So, uh, started, a uh, started a couple of nonprofit organizations, one being casualties of war, which was, a uh, started off as a blog and then rocked along with it, helped uh, raise awareness, and then I stopped uh, wanting to raise awareness. I started wanting to uh, create programs and solutions for our, our veteran suicide rate in the uh, 
veteran community, and that's where I met the owners of Scars and Stripes and found out what their mission was, and here we are. Well, I'll tell you, Zach, thank you so much for being on the program today. Your story is amazing. You and I met at the Colonial Golf Course here in Fort Worth, Texas, and I was just amazed at your story, at your background, what you did. So first of all, thank you for your military service. We, we certainly appreciate that, appreciate that here on the Matlock Show. You, you got out of the military and went right to law enforcement, which is not unusual with military-type folks like yourself. But the story you told was so powerful because you went to the VA and you got prescribed all of these prescription medication to take care of a variety of maladies that you may or may not had, which is crazy. We talked about the VA there with uh, when we were at Colonial and over Memorial Day weekend talking about our veterans. But, uh, you know, can you give us a little background into what you were prescribed? What, what, what were they trying to give you? Yeah. So the top three uh, that actually, you know, messed with me so much were uh, Zoloft was one of them. The second one was dextroamphetamine, and the third one was trazodone. So one's an upper, one's a downer, and one's a psychomed. And basically, um, they would uh, they would pump me up during the day, um, give me the psychomed on top of that to uh, kind of line me out, and then I'd have to take a downer at night to go to sleep. And what happened was is, uh, you know, everybody everybody that takes medication, it, it, the medication hits them a different way. Right. And um, their bodies react to it differently. And I told the, uh, the the psychologist at the time, I was like, look, I don't even take Tylenol for, for headaches. I'm not used to taking this many pills. He, his reaction to me or his statement to me goes, well, we have to try it. Um, so the problem is, is that, you know, when, when civilians go to the doctor, it's, you know, and they get prescribed new medication, whether it be for heart heart medicine or psychomed or whatever, the doc, doctor wants to see them within two weeks to see how they're feeling. Well, that's not that's not the case with the VA. My first appointment was 180 days. So that's six months that you have to go on your own with these new meds in your system and not talking to anybody. So, like I said, within within about six months, I had a pistol in my mouth, and um, it was not a good deal. And uh, I've been fighting fighting that ever since. I'm not on any medication now. Um, I don't drink. I don't. I'm not mean to people. <laughs> so there's. <laughs> There's other things that there's other things that we can do to um, deal with that. I'm not saying that not everybody can can get off the medication. I understand that, but there are different things that we can do. And, and you know, uh, I've been fighting to do that for the last three years, three or four years with the veteran nonprofits that I've been in. Well, Zach, and your story, <laughs> your story is not just limited to you. You know, we know servicemen and women coming back home who are fighting the demons, who are fighting, you know, what you fought, who are fighting the post-traumatic stress that we see. It really is one of those deals. So I, I, this is a great segue into Scars and Stripes Coffee. So I met you and Chad on Memorial Day weekend at Colonial Golf Course in Fort Worth. And Chad is an amazing man. How did you guys connect? How did you get connected to Scars and Stripes, first of all? Well, you know, I always say that it's all it's always in God, God's path when he puts people in our, our uh in our path and we uh we meet certain people. So uh you didn't get to meet Bradley Dean. Bradley Dean is a uh, lieutenant colonel in the uh the Army National Guard. Uh, he's a, a helicopter pilot. And uh, to, for my for my events, Cashews of War, I have a Hogs, Heroes, and Helos event where I, I uh, take um, veterans and first responders up in helicopters and we kill hogs here in Oklahoma. And uh, Bradley Carl 
uh, Dean is, uh, we call him Big Daddy Dean. He's he's a great friend of mine. He's also the helicopter pilot for that event. So we've been friends for a while. He contacted me around October last year and said, hey, me and a buddy of mine, Chad Watts, have started a coffee company. Um, you know, we, we wanted to do something for veterans, and we, we need to structure this thing that it's actually going to be different. It's not just going to be a coffee company. We need We need to put a mission behind it. And we would like to meet with you. So I drove up to Oklahoma City and I met with Chad and, and Brad at the uh, Chewy's restaurant there in, uh, um, I believe it was Norman, Oklahoma. And we had a three or four hour meeting. And I told him that this, this thing was going to be awesome, but we need to put some structure behind it. So I started putting together uh, uh, the program. And in January, we uh, kicked that program off and we've been going strong ever since. Well, yeah, because in January, uh, Scars and Stripes Coffee will be a year old, correct? Actually, November 8th, is, which is actually my birthday, November 8th was the first bag of coffee that we roasted in Oklahoma City and rolled off the rolled off the, uh, the line there. So November 8th has to be our, our one year for the bags to go off. Um, but for the program, yes, uh, we've, we've only had the program rolling for about nine months, eight months. And that's fantastic. So yet again, another nice segue here. What is the mission of Scars and Stripes Coffee? You're talking about veterans. We, we, You know we love veterans here at the Matlock Show. But what is the mission of Scars and Stripes Coffee? You know, mission is, 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 is a, full, uh, a couple folds in that mission. But when they brought me on, I told them, I said, look, guys, I don't want to sell coffee. Uh, <laughs> I've got two nonprofit organizations. I really don't have time to go around and and, and push coffee. I just want to sell coffee. And they said they knew that, but they knew that I had a, an actress for setting up programs. So the mission for us is, is we bring these veterans in, we give them a, uh, a platform to start their own business and to promote their own business. But it's not just the mission that, that takes that. It's, it's the program behind it, the structure. So what I did is I structured this thing just like the military. So when somebody signs up with Scars and Stripes Coffee, they decide that they want to come in and they want to start their own business. They want to be their own boss. And they they sign up. They fill out a, a W-9. And what happens is, is I get an email saying that they signed up, and I put them with a squad leader. And a squad leader is uh, assigned six other veterans, just like they are in the military, and every every week, the squad leader gets with his uh, squad, and he checks their headspace and timing is what I like to call it. He checks their mental health. He checks their physical health. He finds out what they got going on for the week, if they have any doctor's appointments, how his family, how their families are doing, and all that. And what happens is these guys start talking and re reading each other, and they're comfortable with the military structure, and they are accountable to each other. And once they start being accountable to each other, then – we see that they start reaching out when they're having hard times. They start reaching out when they're having difficult times and when they're having good times. They're hanging out with each other on the weekends and going to events. And so it's not just about the coffee for us. The coffee is just a catalyst to get everybody together and start making a change in this veteran, uh, veteran community and, and start putting a, a hurting on that, that number 22 that everybody's so familiar with. Yeah. You know, we, everybody keeps pushing and pushing and pushing this number 22, but it never goes down. Right. And the reason is because well, all we're doing is raising awareness. Everybody knows that there's a problem, but nobody wants to create a, pro, uh, a program or a solution for that. And that's what we're trying to do here at Scars and Stripes is give them that stability, give them that, that mission, that, that purpose again, 
bring them back home and start putting them in squads and, and bring them back to the brotherhood and the sisterhood that they, they, they so miss when they come back. So what's amazing, then, I've got Zach Brown from Scars and Stripes Coffee on the line here. What you're doing is you're creating small groups. I mean, you see these in churches. You see these in men's groups. You're, you're creating a system of accountability for men and women who come back for you know from fighting for this country, might be overseas, might be in theater, might be deployed. And you're giving them a foundation of success. So let's talk about how the program works because it's veteran you know, backed in, in ran, of course, but these veterans come in, they sign up. Well, I'll let you talk. How, how, do, how does a veteran, if a veteran's listening to this program today, how does a veteran connect with scars and stripes coffee? It's real easy, man. All you have to do is go to scars and stripes, There'll be a registration or a join the team button up in the top right hand corner. They'll click on that. They'll fill out a little questionnaire just to make sure that, you know, they are veterans. Um, and, and that they know what they're actually getting into. And then what happens is we get we send an email saying, hey, thanks for wanting to join. Here are the requirements. Um, we need we need you to do a W-9 because you are an independent contractor. you got to pay, you know, in this country, in this great country, you got to pay taxes. You are an independent contractor. So once we get your W-9 back, then we send you another email saying, hey, uh, we're going to give you a VET code, and that VET code is how you get paid. And they set up a PayPal account. And every time they sell a bag of coffee or a T-shirt or a hat or a mug, whatever they sell on the website, uh, they get 20% commission off of, off of it automatically. Nice. Um, so it goes straight to their PayPal account. Uh, we pay it once a month at the end of the month. You know, we got guys that are making 150 bucks, and we got guys that are making 1,250 bucks a month. It depends on how how big they want to make their business. They don't have to keep any inventory. Uh, we ship it. We roast it. We the order comes in. We keep all the inventory. We ship it. We ship it out to the uh, the people the next day. They get it within two days, and they don't have to do anything but share the vet code. So that's what's so so unique about this is, you know, you got all these other, uh, you know, people ask me all the time, is this a multi-level marketing? No, it's not a multi-level marketing. We call it single level. And the reason why is because nobody makes any money off of anybody else here at this company. So the squad leader doesn't make any money uh, on the six guys underneath him. Um, the only time that, that people make bonuses is uh, squad leaders make bonus off of how their squads are doing. So that motivates the squad leader to keep his uh, his squad up and running and doing events with each other. And then uh, when we do a bonus, we uh, we send the bonus out. And what we're finding is that the squad leaders will typically take that bonus and either take the guys on a trip or go have a barbecue or whatever. But it right. just keeps recycling back into that camaraderie with the uh, – with the veterans that are in, in the squad. We're a hundred percent veteran sales force. Uh, we're the only company that I know that can say that, uh, that we only employ veterans to work for us. And so there's 24 million veterans in this, uh, this country. Just think of the sales force that we'll have if we can get 10% of those guys to sell up and sell coffee. So, Zach, I want to ask you a question. About a year, year and a half ago, we had a lot of these companies, God bless their hearts, who came out and said, you know, we want to hire these veterans. It was the Starbucks kick. We got some other coffee companies, some other stuff. You guys are putting your money where your mouth is. You have got what you would agree is the only veteran sales force in the country, correct? Yeah. You know, one of our big uh, our big mission statements to our guys, they actually have to sign a commitment letter now. Uh, when they sign on, I implemented that uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, so the one thing that I, I like about the Marine Corps, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but 
those guys have to sign a commitment. And with us, we, we, we get the guys to do the same thing. They get a little commitment letter in the mail, and they got to sign it. And it says, you know, you know, you got you got to believe in the mission. Uh, you got to not ever talk bad about any other coffee company. Ever, you know, don't, we're different because our mission is different. And um, there are a lot of coffee companies out there. You know, it's a it's a fifty four billion dollar industry. It's the second most consumed beverage in the world. So there's there's plenty of room for everybody to get part of this coffee company thing. But what sets us apart is that we are a hundred percent veteran ran sales force. A hundred percent veteran ran sales force. You can't sell the coffee. You can't sell a hat. You can't sell a T-shirt without being a veteran. And what that does is that sets the veteran up to make his own money, start his own business, and, uh, you know, that's what sets us apart. I mean, there's there's a lot of veteran coffee companies out there. There's three or four of them in Texas I know of. Uh, we all know the the big one. I'm not going to mention their name just for... <laughs> well, no, no, and, and, and look, you should, and I know them too. I've worked with them before as well. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, we live we live in a society today, Zach, and I've got Zach Brown, not the band, but the man, on the phone from Scars and Stripes hey. Coffee. Um, you know, when, when you get into business, it, there's always going to be competition. I see that in radio. You yeah. see that in coffee. We're not here to compete against each other. We're here to help. You know, if if you give yeah. a hand up to the next company and they give a hand up to you, and I give a hand up to you, and you give a hand up to me it's a symbiotic deal we don't need to tear other people down to be successful no that's what i love about scars and stripes coffee you and chad you're not tearing people down you want to help everybody including veterans and that's why scars and stripes coffee is what it is correct yeah and, that, and that's one of the things i did this year is i took out the word uh you know when i when i joined scars and stripes they, they wanted to support veterans they wanted to support veterans support 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 and i i've taking the word support out of our mission statement and everybody asks me why and here's the reason why i've taken the word support out and put the word empower in there and the reason is is because when i when i hear the word support i hear i think about crutches or wheelchair ramps or you know something that when you get hurt or injured you got to have something to support you while you're down right and what's happening what's happening in the united states is that we've created a welfare community within our our veteran community we, we give them pills we give them you know, we support their habit. We get them home, but we, we, we treat we treat their Ill, uh, their injuries, but we don't do anything to to empower them to become you know better than they were when they got back. So uh, we've taken the word support out. We've replaced it with empower. In fact, you, if you follow us on Instagram, the Scars and Chops Coffee, um, you'll see our hashtag is empower your our veterans, empower a veteran, empower the veteran. We've changed everything to empower. Even on our T-shirts, uh, we've taken the word support out. And we put power in there, in power. And that's the main reason. You know, I, I get quoted a lot. I, go, I, I travel the country, I speak, and I've been quoted a lot saying this. You know, I don't want to build wheelchair ramps anymore. I want to teach people how to walk. And if you're, you're a veteran, um, you know, we all volunteered to go into the military. This is not Vietnam. We didn't get drafted. So if you, if you volunteered to go and, and fight for your country and you got injured, then God bless you. But it doesn't give you an excuse to come back home and take pills and drink and and and, and not be a uh, pillar to your your community. You know, Trump's uh, big campaign uh, tour, you know, a couple of years ago was let's make America great again. So I always challenge people that you know I always ask them. I said, well, when was the last time America was truly great? And you know, I get tons of answers. You know, Vietnam uh, after September 11th, all these other. But the answer is. World War II. When World War II ended, 
those guys came home and instead of going to the VA and, and getting prescribed prescription meds and be, becoming alcoholics and all that, they went into their communities and they started building churches. They started building their communities. They started building schools. They started building businesses. That was the last time that really America was truly great because those guys came home and became pillars of the society just like they were supposed to. And I tell people all the time that veterans, veterans, are the, the, the tag of being a veteran when you come home is a great, great label to have. And I don't care if you were a Navy SEAL, sniper, commandant. I don't care what your title was or what your job was. Grunt. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean a thing if you don't come home and become a veteran in your community and become a pillar in your community. Oh, that's amazing. Zach Brown here from Scars and Stripes Coffee. All right, Zach, we need to talk about Scars and Stripes. So where can they find you on social media? What's the website? How do they get involved? Let's get Scars and Stripes out there in front. Okay, so um, our Instagram is Scars and Stripes Coffee. Um, our, I believe our Facebook is Scars and Stripes Coffee. Um, the website is www.scarsandstripescoffee.com. Uh, we are uh, we are developing a new website because we've grown so much in the last year, and we've got a new revolutionary thing that's come out with a website I can't even announce yet. We start beta, beta testing it next month, and we launch it in October. Nice. You can on all the social media platforms under Scars and Stripes Coffee. We're trying to build our Instagram right now. Yep. So if anybody uh, wants to get on there and follow us, I appreciate that very much. Scars and Stripes Coffee on Instagram. Um, tag us. Let us know you're a veteran. We just did a big um, uh, social media podcast with a group called Disgruntled Veterans or Disgruntled Vets out of Colorado. They got 500,000 followers. Nice. And the guy that did the interview actually signed up to sell the coffee. So Love we're, it. Building, we're, we're in 23, 24 states right now. We've got over 230 veterans signed up to sell the coffee. Uh, we grow about 30 to 40% every month. Wow. And we, we, we sign on five to six veterans every week. So, it's growing. It's it's becoming a uh, a revolution. We go to the Made in, uh, Made in America <coughs> event in Indianapolis uh, the first week of October. We're about there with uh, oh, yeah. Big and Rich and, yep. and Ted Nugent and uh, Mike Pence and a bunch of the people from the White House are going to be there. Um, so we, we got we got a lot of momentum right now. We're just trying to build that brand and, and get these squads uh, lined out to where they're. Uh, we're doing events all over the place. We, we post those events up on our social media. So if you're around, we set up a little 10 by 10 booth. We, we brew some coffee. Well, when it's hot like this, we do a nice cold brew. <laughs> uh, we, we're really, we're really, really strong in Oklahoma and Texas right now. And we're, we're expanding out. We got a bunch of guys in Georgia and Tennessee and all these other States that are stepping on board Louisiana. We just got a, a, a real hard charger in Louisiana. And we're starting to promote these guys as squad leaders because we're just growing so fast. So it's an amazing, amazing journey. I, I, uh, I give all the glory to God because obviously uh, he, he knows that we're on the right the right mission. That's why we're we're having the success that we are right now. Well, Zach, I know you're on the right mission. I love you guys, Chad and you, and I know Rocky Stucci's involved with this, and, and we're working hand-in-hand. Hand. You know you can count on me for anything you need. I'll, you know, look, listeners, if you can head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com, you, can they find a salesperson? Can they find a veteran? Is there a way to do that on, on your website right now? Can they find, <laughs> well, or am, am I jumping the gun that's, here? That's, that's one of the things okay. that we're, uh, that we're, we're kind of patented right now. So we really can't talk about okay. that, but, um, they will be able to, um, here in the next month or so, if they don't have a vet code or a veteran specifically, and they just want to try to support a veteran, there will be a way for them to, uh, 
to capture a veteran in their area. Good. That's what we're working on. That's what we're patenting right now on the, uh, the website. Nobody else is able to do that right now. But right now, uh, we have vet codes. My vet code is Zeus, Z-E-U-S. And if anybody wants to use that vet code to buy some coffee, um, that commission will come straight to me. That is, it's my business. It's my personal business. That's what's great about this thing is these guys go out to this event, and people walk up and say, well, who owns this business? And the guy will go, I do. It's my yep, business. Exactly. Uh, and that's, that's, that's what's empowering these guys to get out and, and do this because it is their business. It truly is their business. It's going to be as big or as small as they want it to be. So we got some guys that sign up because I get 20% commission off all the coffee that I buy. So the subscription that I, I buy for myself, yep. I make money on. Right. So uh, we can also do subscriptions. That's, that's one thing we're fixing to kick off. It's called Get Your 52. We want these guys to get 52 uh, a subscription a week. Yep. And that's, that's sustainable income until the company is no longer here. Um, they'll get that income until the day they die. Nice. Um, as long as the people are getting their coffee, people ha- are going to drink coffee every day. Yes. Why not drink coffee that's empowering a veteran in his own company? So this is not a Folgers uh, cup of coffee. Um, in fact, we just had a, a test done by a, a celebrity ch- uh, coffee chef, and he rated Scar- uh, Starbucks coffee at a, about a 15 or a 20 on a scale of 1 to, one to 100, and he rated ours at like an 87. Well, so, you, you know, I'm going to say something here, Zach, because – Starbucks coffee sucks. It's burnt. Well, it's burnt, nasty. They burn the hell out of it. Yeah, they burn the heck out of it. It's awful. So I love the fact that you're up there 87 because I can't drink Star. I can't drink Starbucks. <laughs> Plus no. they're liberally ran, and I I can't do that either. So all right, let's do this one more time. Got Zach Brown, Scars and Stripes Coffee. Where can they go buy this magnificent coffee? All right, go www.scarsandstripescoffee.com. Uh, we have K cups, but we don't call them K cups. We call them canteen cups. Nice. We have um, we actually have four four uh, origins now. We have one espresso blend that just in fact they just hit today actually. The espresso blend is our only blend. All the other ones are single bean origin. Um, we have a dark roast. It's a Brazilian bean. We have a medium roast. It's called Green Zone. Um, Downrange is our dark roast. We have the espresso, and then we also have a Kona, uh, a Kona bean that just hit today as well. It's a Hawaiian Kona bean. Nice. It's a little bit more expensive, but that may, that's what makes us 100% American and 100% veteran, uh, uh, 100% uh, veteran-ran sales force. That Kona bean is the top 5% of the Kona bean as well. So. Oh, I love it. Zach Brown, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Zach, thank you for joining me. I certainly appreciate it, my man. Hey, Matt, man, I appreciate you very much for, for doing this. I thank you very much for supporting veterans the way you do. Yes. And God bless you, man. Well, let's go out. Let's go blow it out. The You know, let's go blow the doors off this thing. You know where I'm at. I know where let's, you're let's at. Let's do, do let's this. Viral. That's let's right. Viral. I love hey, it. Zach, I wanna, Zach I wanna, Brown. I do, I, do wanna mention, I do want to mention a partnership that we just did with the Law Enforcement Torch Run um, in Oklahoma. We just kicked off in Oklahoma, and we also kicked off in Connecticut. But the Law Enforcement Torch Run is basically a bunch of cops that uh, started a 501c3 and they do the they do the torch run for the Special Olympics, so we are the official coffee of the uh, law enforcement torch run here in Oklahoma, also in Connecticut. And right now we're running a campaign that if you use you can see it on our social media. If you use the link, a uh, dollar fifty of every bag goes to send uh, the Special Olympics uh, uh, athletes to the uh, games at the end of the year. There's eleven thousand five hundred of them here in Oklahoma alone. And we're trying to get those guys, uh, each one of those guys, to go to the games. So a dollar fifty of every bag uh, through the uh, law enforcement torch run here in Oklahoma 
we'll go towards that. So go to our, our website and go to uh, our Facebook to find that link. I just want to throw that out there real quick. Oh, I love it. I love it. Zach, thank you so much. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Get over there and get you some excellent coffee. Zach Brown, he's the pro, he's the military program director, Scars and Stripes, building a fantastic operation for veterans. Check it out, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Thanks, Zach. Hey, brother. Thank you. All right, that was Zach Brown, the man, not the band, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Love those guys. Got to, like I said, you know, if, if you have a chance to go check out their website, their Instagram, their Facebook, they are not on Twitter. I have not found them. I'm connected to them. And I can tell you what you can also do. If you want to head over to the matlockshow.com, that's L O C K E. It's how you spell my last name, the matlockshow.com. You will see a link to Scars and Stripes Coffee at the upper left top of the page. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Help a veteran. It's a great, great organization. They do great work. I'm getting ready to order their coffee myself. I I believe in them that much. I want to help them in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I'm so glad that Zach could come along for the ride. Okay, so we're going to move on here. Um, Got lots to cover today. Got about half the show left. I wanted to give Zach as much time as possible because I love the guys over at Scars and Stripes Coffee. But um, Obama, let, let, let's talk Let's talk the Democrat Party, shall we? Um, Joe Biden comes out and says, you know, I'm running. I'm, I'm running for president for the Democrat ticket. I, I'm, I'm going to do it. The country needs me. They want me. I'm the guy to do what needs to be done kind of stuff, right? So he runs for president. And as we're seeing, Trump just roasted him at a rally in New Hampshire the other day because what they're doing is they're hiding one Joe Biden because they think if they hide him and this is the Democrat Party, if they think that if they hide Joe Biden, he will not commit any or as many gaffes. That's a new word here as he is right now. I mean, this guy, this guy just is not president material. Let's just call it what it is. He is not president material. And now there's an article out that I found last night. So I was sitting back on my back patio, having an adult beverage, smoking a fine cigar. Obama worried that Biden could damage his legacy. Isn't this a microcosm of who the Democrat party is? Seriously. Obama's worried that Biden could damage his legacy. What legacy? What what legacy would he he damage? The race relation legacy? The terrible economy legacy? The division of Americans legacy? I mean, these people are pompous, arrogant pricks. Former President Barack Obama expressed misgivings this year about his former vice president's run for the White House, according to a published report. The New York Slimes, citing sources that did not name anonymous sources, imagine that, that in March, two of Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden's top staff members were summoned to a meeting with his messiah, Obama, and some of his staff. In addition to discussing discussing strategy, Obama himself had a sobering message for Biden's aides concerning his fears for the campaign, should Joe Biden run. Obama told them that regardless of the outcome of the race, the aides needed to be sure Biden did not embarrass himself or damage Obama's legacy. Well, he's already embarrassed himself, 
I mean, Biden is a gaff a minute, but now you've got Barack Obama saying, well, he better not damage my legacy. He, he better not damage my legacy. You know, I worked real hard to divide this country by race, by wealth, by gender, and give it 82 sexual gender notifications. Now, the Times also reported that Obama at one point in early 19 indicated Biden should not feel forced to run for president. Quote, you don't have to do this, Joe. You really don't, Obama said. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about that just for a second. You know, I talked about this in prior shows where I said, you know, there's really, it's really weird that you would pick a guy to be your vice president for two terms. You liked him enough, you agreed with him enough, you vetted him enough that you put him on your ticket for eight years, for two terms. But yet when he runs for president, you're not out there endorsing him. Now, I thought, just like all of you thought, that you know this was more than likely um, maybe Michelle was going to try to run for president because Barack wants back in the White House kind of stuff or anything like that. So I thought to myself, well, the reason that he's not endorsing Joe, is that the wife may throw her name in the ring. Well, now we've seen articles, we've seen stories that say that Michelle, Michelle doesn't want to throw her hat in, and now we're seeing that Obama may be worried that Biden could damage his legacy. Although Obama has avoided any public comments on the Democratic race, the, the Slimes reports said that privately, Obama has voiced concerns about Biden and his campaign leadership team. Obama's concern was that Biden's advisors are too old and out of touch with the current political climate. That's discriminatory. The EEOC says you cannot discriminate based on age. Should we file a complaint with the uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission? Because Biden's just too old and out of touch with the current political environment, climate, you know. So Obama's concern was Biden's advisors are too old and are out of touch with the current political climate. Former Democratic Senator Evan Bayh of Indiana, guy was a slime ball, said Obama connection for Biden is complex. Quote, it's an incredible turn of events when you think about it, he said. The question then was, do you happen to fit the moment? The question now is, after all these years, can you turn yourself into an independent source of power as opposed to being just a loyal and faithful wingman? So what Evan Bayh is saying in his own little way is, um, yeah, you were writing the coattails of Obama. You probably ought to stop doing that, and maybe you ought to make your own presence known. Maybe you ought to come out and, and do your own thing instead of relying on Obama because when Joe Biden relies on Obama, he connects those two together. And I'm telling you, Obama doesn't want to be anywhere near a Joe Biden. Obama doesn't want to be anywhere near the moderate side of the party because Obama was a moderate. Can you believe I just said that? Can you believe I just told you here on August 19th of 2019 that Barack Obama was a moderate Democrat after all the things that Barack Obama did with Obamacare, with racial relations, with his presidency, that I could sit here and tell you that Barack Obama 
He is a moderate Democrat. Oh my God, is this the is this the world that we're living in? Is this the times in the in the place in the situation that we're living in? I mean, this is crazy. Now it goes on to say this is why Obama's team or Obama himself is is, is not very happy. It says, "Quote: You invoke President Trump." more than anybody in this campaign. You can't do it when it's convenient, then dodge it when it's not, said Senator Cory Booker on a Democratic debate, according to the Slimes. One commentator said Biden will, go, will only go as far as the Obama connection will take him. Quote, I think that Biden has been the candidate in the lead by default up to this point, said Buck Sexton. He has been essentially riding on the fumes of the Obama presidency. He doesn't have Obama coattails anymore to hold on to. They're worried. And once again, you cannot, don't, 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 don't tarnish Obama's legacy. Don't you, don't you dare get in there and Obama, don't you, don't you tarnish my legacy. Don't, don't you do it. I worked hard. I worked hard to, to tear this country apart at the seams and in racial situations. Don't you dare. See, you don't want to, the left doesn't want to bring up. Obama's legacy because there is one as we watch you know the funny thing is we've got this recession right we, we we've got this deal where the left's trying to tell us okay there's a recession there's a recession there's a recession you know economic warnings buzzword 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 so this morning I'm on the Wall Street Journal I'm from if you didn't if you don't realize I'm from Fort Wayne Indiana if you're new to the Matlock Show, thematlockshow.com, if you haven't listened before, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Northeast Indiana. I have a bunch of friends that I went to high school with that work in Elkhart, Indiana, which is really the RV capital of the world, right? It's where they make a lot of these RVs, the pull-behinds, the standalones, all that stuff. And it's a huge business. I mean, it is amazing. So headline from the Wall Street Journal this morning, an economic warning sign RV sales are slipping. So that's 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 the headline, right? It says some manufacturers in Elkhart, Indiana, which is Goshen, Elkhart area, cut production as tariffs drive up cost of components. Now, I'm reading this article this morning, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, because the last time we had a recession, the RV business crashed. Uh, it dropped about 20%. My buddies were, you know, they were working seven days a week. They were getting all the overtime they wanted. I mean, I've got buddies working in the RV business that are making six-figure incomes with, with bonuses, with overtime. They had all the work they wanted to have. Then all of a sudden, the recession came in 08, and they went from seven days a week down to like four, you know, and the production went way down because the economy took a crap, right? Well, over this last, oh, I don't know, over the last probably, oh, I'd say five, six years, the RV business is, has, has just completely blown up again, and these guys are making money hand over fist. So I'm reading this article, and the article says, well, Elkhart, Indiana is a flash warning for an economy that the recession could be ahead soon, capital of the country's, rec capital of the country's recreational vehicle industry, the northern Indiana city and the surrounding areas are are watched by economists and investors for early indications of wanting consumer demand for luxury items. Shipments of recreational vehicles to dealers have fallen by about 20% so far this year, 2019, after about a 4% drop last year, according to the data from the RV Industry Association. So the article leads you to believe that, holy cow, you know, sales are down 20%. 
Can't believe it, right? So it says, quote, the RV industry is better at calling recessions than economists are, said Michael Hicks, an economist at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. So Mr. Hicks says softening consumer demand for RVs coupled with rising vehicle prices due to the tariffs suggest the economy is either in a recession or soon headed for one. So we've got the recession folks out there, right? They're they're screaming. There's going to be a recession. There's going to be a recession. Holy cow, hang tight. Everything's going to hell in a handbasket, blah, 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 right? I mean, this is, these are the things that we're dealing with, correct? Uh, You know, I'm sitting here watching this crap and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so I've read this article. I read this article this morning, and, and I'm, I'm I'm reading down through it, and it's it's amazing because you know you read it, you read it, you read it. A drop in consumer demand, you know, blah blah blah. During the last recession, Elkhart's unemployment rate hit twenty percent. Nah 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 nah. They they go and they get some quotes from Thor Industries, which is the big RV manufacturer there in Elkhart. And then while I'm reading all of this. It's amazing because about 15 paragraphs into the story. So you've heard all this bad news, right? You're reading this, oh, economy's down, RV sales are down, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be the next 2008. We're going to do it all over again. Here we go, right? I mean, it's doomsday. It's hold on to you, tighten your belts. We're getting ready to go. Well, about the 15th paragraph down, let me read this to you. It says, still, shipments remain historically strong. Wait a minute. You just you just spent 15 paragraphs telling me how crappy the economy is. How crappy it is, how we're going to go into a recession, how the RV manufacturing sector leads the way. You you're, you're telling me all this, it's doom and gloom. Here we go. Here it comes. Here's all the indicators. Here's the economists. Blah 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 blah. And then in the 15th, 16th, 17th paragraph, still Shipments remain historically strong. Executives say they expect inventory levels to balance out by the end of the year. The RV Industry Association is forecasting a 2.5% increase in shipments to dealers next year. What happened to the recession? Recessions, this is what amazes me about this fake garbage news. Oh, it's doom and gloom. Oh, the, the, the sky's falling. Oh, the RV industry is an indicator of a recession. Oh, oh, oh. And then down at the end of the article, well, um, dealers are going to buy 2.5% more RVs this year or, or next year, 2020. It's not in a recession. That's called growth. That's what every business strives for, to grow. If my business grew at 2 to 3% every year, I would be tickled pink because you're not not you're not declining you're not you know subtracting you're growing so as I watch this and I read this fake news it just drives me nuts you know what is not fake news head over to the matlockshow.com first of all I'm not fake news but I have teamed up with Verve forever they sell CBD oil and they sell a variety of CBD oil for athletes, for veterans, for pets. If you head over to thematlockshow.com, I have a link on my website that will get you to my personal link. It'll get you to my personal link because I'm an ambassador now for Verve Forever. And if you use Verve 20, V-E-R-V-E 20, you will save 20% off. You will get free shipping 
on any order over $100. But you got to get over there and check out the creams. You got to get over there and check out the CBD oils. I had the interview with Zach Brown earlier in the show from Scars and Stripes Coffee. He is a veteran. He talked about the VA, the pharmaceuticals, the opioids, and all that stuff. It is a known fact that CBD oil is replacing a lot of these pharmaceuticals for these returning vets. Head over to thematlockshow.com, click on my Verb Forever link, it's very easy, and order you some CBD oil, creams, any of that stuff. If you've got pets, get over there now, thematlockshow.com. Get over to Verve Forever. Hit my link. Use Verve20, V-E-R-V-E. Save 20% and get free shipping over $100. Do it now. Thematlockshow.com. That's L-O-C-K-E. Hit that Verve link. Do it now. All right. I want to get to... Um, I found this article this morning, and I'm amazed at what the left is trying to accomplish here. Because, you know, America is so unfair. America is so unfair that over in Hong Kong, they are flying American flags, they're singing the national anthem, and they want the freedoms that you and I take for granted, right? So Bernie, Bernie Sanders wants to end cash bail. Now, the outrageous claim that Bernie Sanders makes next makes me want to puke. He says hundreds of thousands in jail convicted of nothing. I'm sorry, but in this country, you're not thrown into jail if you're innocent. Now, Sanders said the criminal justice system is deeply, deeply broken and that the United States spends $80 billion a year to lock up over 2 million Americans. That prevention rather than punishment should be the priority. He said hundreds of thousands of people are behind bars because why? They're poor. Just another class warfare ridiculous assumption. Nobody is in jail because they're freaking poor. You get put into jail because you break the law. We are a nation of laws. The problem is the Democratic Party only wants to follow the laws that they like. Like, let's see. Um, so if you break the law, you should be welcome into this country with open arms, illegal aliens. And now thousands of people are behind bars because they're poor. This is insane. Who believes this garbage? I mean, who believes this? Sanders says, we have an insane system, which I think not many people are aware of that. Today, 20% of people who are in jail at this moment, their crime is that they are poor. Poor is not a crime. Poor, let me, let me say it again, poor, being poor, is not a crime. Sanders says they have been convicted of nothing. They are in jail because they cannot afford cash bail. <sighs> Can you say pandering? I mean, this is amazing. This is amazing. What 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 do what do any of the Democrats do when Barack Obama's in office? Nothing. 1994, the crime bill. You know, with Bill Clinton, we know all about that. It made laws uh, tougher. It, it it made these sentences longer. Obama comes in and does nothing. What does President Trump do? The First Step Act. 
you know, reduces the sentences, makes it, you know, a little bit more uh, fair for people who have committed crimes, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, of course, the left says, well, because, you know, these black people are in jail because they're black. No, they're in jail. You go to jail because you break the law. It's just another demonization of the penal system. I mean, think about it. You got Black Lives Matter that are going after what? Cops. They're, they're going after police officers. Why? Because they believe that police officers target black people. But in the end, not the case. And now you've got Bernie Sanders out there saying, you know, the only reason hundreds of thousands are in jail is because they are poor. I mean, this is, this is so ridiculous on so many levels I don't know if I have enough time to break it down. He says, and I think people are listening to this. Like, that can't be true. Do you mean that we have hundreds of thousands of people in jail right now who have been convicted of nothing, Sanders says? Yes, that's right. Convicted of nothing, but they cannot afford the $500 or the 1000 they need for cash bail. I'm, if you, look, if you don't want to be in jail, don't break the law. You won't go to jail. I mean, it is it is absolutely that simple. If you don't want to be put in jail, don't break the law. Don't assault someone. Don't steal something. Don't speed. Don't have a warrant out for your arrest. Pay your bills, whatever it is. If you don't want to be in jail, all you have to do is follow the law. Now, I know here in Dallas-Fort Worth, I talked about this story on the cartel. This was, oh, I don't know, three or four months ago. We've got a prosecuting attorney in Dallas now that is not going to prosecute theft if it's under $750. This is, this is the same line of thinking. So what they're saying is, okay, and you know what the rationale was? Well, you know, if they go into a grocery store and steal food, they needed it. They needed it. As long as it's under $750, um, the, the, the store owner is just going to have to absorb that because we're not going to prosecute here in the city of Dallas. I want you to think about that for a second because now if I walk into the Walmart and I steal a $500 TV, I just needed it. If I'm in Dallas County, which is Dallas proper, the prosecuting attorney isn't going to prosecute me isn't, well, he may, because I'm white. I've got the wrong skin color. This may just be a, a racial type thing, but we are watching the left come out and tell you right to your face that there, it, it, it's, it's okay to break the law. It's okay to not follow the rules. Now, Sanders says, I think we're dealing with a very big problem. It is hard to imagine that in the year 2019, we are back in Charles Dickens' era of debtor prison. Now, debtor prison is because you don't pay your taxes, not because you can't pay your bail. Debtor's prison is because you don't pay your taxes to the federal government or the state. They put you in jail. So I think Bernie is, is, is he's burnt through a few brain cells. This isn't debtor's prison, but he says, imagine... In the year 2019, we are back in Charles Dickens' era of debtor's prison. Hundreds of thousands of people in jail right now. Why? Because they can't afford bail. They are poor. Now, let, let's bring some facts 
into this argument because for whatever reason, the left doesn't want you to look at the facts. They don't want you to go out and research and say, wait a minute, are people in jail because they're poor? Because data from the Federal Bureau of Justice statistics show these facts differ from Sanders' claim. A press release from a report released in April of 19, here's what it states. The U.S. prison population was 1.5 million prisoners at the end of 17, 2017. And the population of jail inmates in the U.S. was about 745,000 at mid-year 17. There were 1.3 million prisoners under state jurisdiction and about 183,000 under federal jurisdiction. From the end of 2016... To the end of 2017, the number of prisoners under federal jurisdiction declined by 3%, 6,100, while the number of prisoners under state jurisdiction fell by 12,600, which is down 1%. The report also states that incarceration rates in the United States are down. From 2007 to 2017, incarceration rates in both prisons and jails decreased by more than 10% according to reports released today by the Bureau of Justice Statistics. Over a decade, the incarceration rate among state and federal prisons sentenced to more than a year dropped by 13% from 506 prisoners per 100,000 in 07 to 440 prisoners per 100,000 in 17. The prison incarceration rate also dropped 2.1% from 16 to 17, bringing it to the lowest level since 1997. Now, the jail incarceration rate decreased by 12% from 07 to 2017, from 259 to 229 jail inmates per 100,000 U.S. residents, but did not decline from 2016 to 2017. The report also reveals that the majority of prisoners are behind bars because of violent crimes. They're not there because they're poor. They're there because they broke the law. And they're there because of violent crimes among state prisoners sentenced to more than one year. More than half, 55%, were serving a sentence for a violent offense. Think about that. 55% of state prisoners who are sentenced to more than a year incarceration are there because of violent offenses. An estimated 60% of those violent offenses of blacks and Hispanics in state prison were serving a sentence for violent offense compared to 48% of whites. At the end of fiscal year 2017, nearly half of all federal prisons were serving a sentence for drug trafficking. So once again, it's not because you're poor, Bernie Sanders. It's because you're violent or you're serving a, for violent crimes or you trafficked in drugs. Now, this reporter also asked Sanders if he regretted voting in favor of the 94 legislation that blamed for increased incarceration, saying at the time it was a good compromise. Sanders said he knew it was a bad bill, because it, but because it included a ban on assault weapons, he voted for it. Quote, what I said is that on the floor of the House, when I voted for that, I knew it was a bad bill. But I made a promise to the people, the state of Vermont, that I would vote to ban assault weapons. I ran for the United States Congress on that, and it would have been totally hypocritical of me to suddenly not vote for that legislation as bad as it was. 
So you're telling me, Bernie, that you couldn't go to your constituents and say, you know, there is an assault weapons ban, but could you please define assault weapon? Because a knife's an assault weapon. A baseball bat's an assault weapon. Uh, what else is an assault weapon? A car? Maybe a pipe? I mean, what is an assault weapon? But secondly, you can't go to your constituents and articulate an argument that says, hey, guys, um, if I vote for this bill, and gals, I shouldn't leave the women out of this conversation. Hey, guys and gals, I can't vote for this bill because it's terrible and it will put poor people in jail, but it will ban assault, it will ban assault weapons. So tell me what you think I should do. I mean, do you not think that people are smart enough? And, and here's the thing. We're getting into such generalities in our politics today. That's what I really hate. We're getting into generalities. We're, we're getting to the point where, you know, we're saying, oh, well, poor, you know, people are in jail because they're poor. No, they're not. They're in jail because they broke the law. They're in jail because of serious crimes. They're in jail for violent offenses. They're in jail for trafficking drugs. Please tell the truth. But, you know, here's the, the, here's the, the rub of it all. The mainstream media will pick up stories like this and they'll run with it. They will run with it, and they don't care what you think. They don't care what, what, what the truth is and what the truth may not be. They just don't care. They're going to run it like this damn RV article out of, Wall, out of the Wall Street Journal. I mean, 16, 17 paragraphs of telling you how terrible the economy is. Well, all the indicators, the economists, what's going on, the RV industry predicts this. And then in the, the 15th, 16th, 17th paragraph, well, you know, sales are still strong. What? I thought you just told me the, the economy's on the, uh, on the verge of, you know, uh, uh, of going into a recession. No, no, no. Sales are still strong. But, you know, most people aren't going to read the article 15, 16, 17 paragraphs in like I will. You know, Bernie Sanders can say this ridiculous stuff, and most people aren't going to pay attention. All they're going to see is the headline that simply states, Bernie wants to in cash bail, hundreds of thousands in jail, convicted of nothing. Yes, they're convicted of something. They're convicted of breaking the crime. But in this country now, the left wants you to believe that, you know, it's okay to break certain crimes. It's okay to come into this country unlawfully as long as you're going to vote Democrat. You know, I see these memes all the time on social media where it says, you know, the left wants you to be wants us to be a country of laws. Um, why aren't we why aren't we upholding the laws at the border? You know, everybody should be held accountable for breaking the law, President Trump. But you look at the border, they're not responsible. All right, guys, that's it for today. Do me a quick favor. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. CombatFlipFlops.com. I'm good friends with them. Uh, Griff and Lee over there, they do a fantastic job. If you head over to CombatFlipFlops.com, use LOCK25. That's L-O-C-K-E, LOCK25. You will save. 25% on your order like I did. I'm getting the no-rise flip-flops. I can't wait. Supposedly, they're better for your back. Supposedly, they're amazing. I'm a flip-flops guy. It's hotter than snot down here in Dallas-Fort Worth, 102, 103 degrees with a, with a heat index of way more than that. So I am in shorts and flip-flops 95% of the time. I love my combatflipflops.com. I have the flopperators right now. I have the coyotes. I wear those suckers everywhere. I'm looking forward to these no-rise 
flip-flops, these flop raiders, these coyotes. You can go over and get them too. You can get merchandise. You can get flip-flops. You can get shoes, uh, shamogs, jewelry, you name it. And here's what happens. When you head over to combatflipflops.com, for every order you place, the guys over there want to help educate an Afghanistan woman. They, they believe that education is going to help get rid of war. They believe if these women are educated, if they understand what's going on, they may have a small role in helping to divert or to altogether get rid of war. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Use Lock25. That's L-O-C-K-E. CombatFlipFlops.com. Lock25. Get 25% off today. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? It's summertime. You, you need a nice pair of flip-flops. What in the world are you waiting on? Head over to combatflipflops.com. Use lock25. We'll get you 25% off today. All right, guys. Well, it's that time again. It's the end of the show. Hey, I'm going to be on uh, the Situation Room tomorrow. Rocky Stucci. He called me today. He says, hey, can you be on the show? I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. So make sure... You tune in tomorrow to the Situation Room. Please share. Please share. Get the name out there. Get Scars and Stripes out there. Let's help Zach Brown. Let's help Chad to grow Scars and Stripes so big. Let's help veterans. You know what it means. Hey, that's it for today, guys. Head over to the thematlockshow.com. Follow, share, wherever you may find podcasts. That's it for today. I'm Matlock. Out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 30. 30.